You know who this is. Welcome to the Pure Individual Podcast. Today, we have Sam Zager as the guest. It has been about two years since we did a podcast episode. Years. Two years. Two years. People are waiting. <laughs> Everybody has to wait. <laughs> Everybody has to wait, including us. Everybody has to wait. Do we... What do we do? I think we... Yeah. Did we read some of their questions? Yeah, people, they sent you questions on your stories. People sent questions. They were exactly what I expected them to be. <laughs> they were, what is it to be splenic and emotional? What is it to be quad left and quad right? What is it to be individual and tribal? And then I love the question of just, what happened? Um, yeah, that one was funny. What happens is like, you know, they're asking. You just know what they're asking. Yeah. Where do we start? I think we start with some questions first. Okay. We'll Let me there. grab one. We've got splenic emotional authority relationship. We've got love or not post breakup. I love that they phrase that like an HD quote or not love or not post breakup. Well, navigating I mean, a defined and undefined solar plexus in a relationship. These are good. These are good. Challenges between quad lefts and quad rights. <clears throat> Is B's solar plexus ever overwhelming for you? Bam, let's hit that one. Is B's solar plexus, did you ever feel B's solar plexus was overwhelming for you? Yes. Yes. And I loved it. And I asked for Xanax once or twice. <laughs> um, is B's solar plexus overwhelming? It's very stimulating. It's very stimulating. I don't know you've ever been anything... I can't handle, like I never had to like run out of the room and avoid you because it was too much. There are times when you would be in an intense place in your wave and I'd be like, I need to sit over there for a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is, I mean, you're a non-emotional projector and I can agitate and zap people with closed auras, so it's... <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm actually feeling this question in a variety of different ways. I mm -hmm. took the question at first, like, you existing with your solar plexus, is mm -hmm. that ever too much for me? Mm -hmm. And the answer was no. But there are times where you've been provocative towards me and i think that's really the core of this question have your have your provocations ever been too much or overwhelming and 
you were this is not a shock to fucking anybody you were definitely the first person i learned to have comfortable challenging conversations with but your your comfort with truth and confrontation is individual is empowering when i see you be confident with those things it demonstrates that people should be confident with those things so i want to try and be confident with those things so there's like a natural want to try to be in confrontation with you or move through confrontation with you and there were times that something would be said where i would go quiet i know i'd go quiet for a second and then say that it doesn't feel like me in the conversation. I remember saying one time, this isn't how it feels like when you talk to me. This mm -hmm. is how it feels like when you talk to the other, someone mm -hmm. who needs to be provoked. And I'm not denying that I needed to be provoked, but I like to be provoked while still knowing that we're okay. Yeah. So there's a hard thing in moving through confrontation if you also have the insecurity that confrontation is going to lead to things splitting apart. Right. But I didn't necessarily think that confrontation with you was going to lead to the end. In fact, it was the opposite. Confrontation with you was usually going to lead to closeness because there's more truth being established in the relationship. Right. It definitely gave me like my first confidence to be like, I want to talk this out. I don't think I like how this is feeling. And that's the first step of like me being okay with my truth and confrontation. And I also remember saying, it, it doesn't matter that we're moving through conflict. It's how we close it that feels important to me. I was never upset when we would have conflict. The upset came from wanting to find the truth in it and find the closure and when we would get to that point i wasn't upset that we had had conflict in order to get there that's what i got yeah i mean i think that there's definitely levels to provocation and ultimately what has to be understood about 3955s is that we're getting to the truth of what it is now of course there's a not self-expression and true self-expression for all definition that's the way that it works just like there's definition can be healthy it can be unhealthy when you're around emoting and it's healthy and you're getting provoked you probably need to be provoked <laughs> like the life force is doing that because there's something that's not being said. There's something that's hidden. There's something that's concealed because the solar plexus knows when people are bullshitting. It knows when people are hiding something. It knows, I mean, and these are just all human things that we do, right? But the solar plexus knows that and it's going to, it's going to provoke. And it can be, my emotional system is very powerful. I do, I I have never been around somebody with a more powerful emotional system than me. I have never experienced it. Uh, so for mine to provoke in 
any context can be pretty, pretty intense. It can be pretty, pretty heavy, but at the same time, something to be understood is that I, my aura can provoke somebody on the fucking elevator, <laughs> you know, it can also make them feel very good. There's nothing to do about it. Um, in relationship, it's always going to get to the truth of things, which ultimately as nine centered beings that leads to better relationships. And even when, you know, because I think a lot of times in relationship, both parties don't even, you know, it's like trying to get to the truth of things through, you know, in conflict. And it doesn't mean that I know what the truth is or that you know what the truth is, but the provocation is going to lead us to that piece of place of, of clarity, so to speak, I think. And there is definitely a point in provocation where it could be extra intense. And you know, that's just something that happens. It's not something that is controlled, right? It just either happens or or it doesn't. Kind of like, you know, my melancholy feels really good to you, right? So, uh, where it, which doesn't feel good to me necessarily. So it's it's uh, a, a powerful emotional system is going to it's going to have its effects, and a lot of those effects are also going to be dependent upon what somebody's conditioning is, right? Uh, do I have an overwhelming solar plexus? I fucking do, definitely. <laughs> definitely don't uh don't 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 come into my aura thinking that you're gonna initiate something or penetrate something or really do anything uninvited without getting zapped because <laughs> i zap I realized part of why I like the melancholy. And then I realized what center you have that actually is overwhelming to me. It's your voice. <laughs> it's your throat. I like your melancholy because you don't talk as much. And don't <laughs> get me wrong. I like to listen to you talk. You say great things. But when you're in an emotional high, oh my God. You don't shut up. I love you, but you don't, you talk a lot. And it's, and it's when you're an eight, one projector, you're putting out all that into somebody. Oh, anytime that I speak, I'm putting something into somebody. It's like here, maybe you get mutated. And it's, <laughs> it's going off. It's going off. Like eight twenty. Me, me, now, now. I am, I am, I am, I am, I know, I know, I'm me now. Integration. <laughs> Integration, but I mean the funny thing is that my throat's unconscious, so it's just this is just happening. It just happens. That's a good right. one. What do you want to do next? Let's do some of these questions. <laughs> I like the one that's like, "This is a loaded question." <laughs> What's the story? What's the story? I'm a pure individual, as if I'm gonna share we'll see yeah i guess i don't know why we broke up either he didn't tell me because <laughs> <laughs> emotional authority 
Emotional authority said so. Emotional authority said it. it's time. Time and distance when you have emotional authority. Time and distance. So there's really nothing to do with any authority. The authority is going to make the decision, and that's a wrap. Emotional authority does have neural capabilities, and depending on who you are, they may be more profound or less profound. Mine is pretty clear for me. So I do have an idea as to why. Everything is based on on nine centered, you know, it's, it's, it was a nine, it was nine centered. It was not, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was, it was, it's not like there's any blame or any, anything like that. That's the thing is when you, when you enter into a relationship correctly and you exit it correctly, there's not blame. There's no blame. There's no malice. There's none of there's everything just you enter into it correctly, exit it correctly. You can renew the cycle, renew you know, the bond. All of those things can happen as long as you do it correctly through your authority. All right. So it's interesting to read these questions because I think a lot of these questions, what they're asking, they're asking for something that didn't happen. They want to know who fucked up or who did something wrong or like, yeah, which that's, that's not, not what happened. That's not the way that it works. Well, that's what I'm saying is homogenized relationships in homogenized relationships there's a blow up, there's a freak out, there's a this or there's a that. It's not exited correctly. It's not exited through authority and there's no respect for authority. There's no respect for somebody's, somebody else's authority. So, you know, the, the what happened, well, we sat down and we talked after a vacation for my birthday. That's what happened. It wasn't even after. I think that's, there are two really important things that I'm realizing, like, as you tell the story, I'm like, the day the gate and line day that we had the conversation was really significant. I'm pretty sure it was 42.6. It was. It was 42.6. Okay. And we were closing a cycle in its current state. And we acknowledged that. Like, we're closing a cycle right now. Right. And you were still here for many days after I was that still happened. still there for like four or five days after. Because I didn't leave till the 21st. So... So we didn't have time together where it was like, like, it wasn't like we broke up and then immediately like parted ways or stopped talking. We literally watched anime and cuddled post breakup. Yeah. Because that's what we're like. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think that a lot of the questions, really, there's not a way to, it's not they don't apply or there's not a way to answer them, but what what's being asked is not what happens in relationships where both people are in their authority. You know, it's something that can happen when one person's in their authority. You know, if you're in a not self relationship, things are going to fucking blow up when they blow up, when they end, it's not going to end pretty because you're done with the not self. But when you're in things correctly with somebody who's living life as themselves, then there's not any of that, you know, there can still be things that are lingering. There can still be memories and, you know, things that can come up later, but the, the process of closing a cycle or you know, anything like that is going to be 
nine centered. There's not going to be voices raised. There's not going to be a bunch of not self themes. There's not going to be all that. Yeah. You and I have never raised our voices at each other. Ever. People should hear that stuff. That's the stuff that's not normal for people. Yeah. Didn't, yeah, we don't, we don't do that. But, you know, it's forbidden in my family. You raise your voice in my family, you get, you're, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a very large shame to raise your voice in my family. So it's a very natural thing for me, but. Honestly, in general, we're, we're not disrespectful to each other ever in conversation. No, we're not. We had a pretty great relationship. Yeah, we did. It was good. Closing a cycle is one thing. Breaking a bond is another thing. Because for third lines, like, it wasn't our first. is another thing. It's what? <laughs> Abdicating is another thing. Temporarily. I feel like abdicating implies, like, more uh permanence than our situation has yeah yeah abdicating is intense it's like yeah. breaking the bond times 10 and it's just painful whereas like i break the bond times 0.5 <laughs> like yeah, i'm not I, even a full breaker when i abdicate it's it's really heavy so funny okay so I mean so many of the questions are relationship based they're almost all relationship based and if they're not relationship based they have nothing to do with me people ask me questions about you or about us Nobody asked anything about me other than that one question about, do I get overwhelmed by your solar plexus? I know this one. Interested in B's time in combat as a pure individual or projector. <laughs> so. Let's go to... I'm such a snob as somebody who's all right. Some questions, I'm just like, nope. That's why you're going through them. <laughs> no, nope, not happening. I don't think I even... I'm not getting pulled by any of these questions. Fascinating. Okay, well, I know that in general... People are very interested in the binary aspects of our relationship. I know people want to know, you know, what's it like for a quad right to be with a quad left. Right. Do you care to say anything about that? I think what's important when it comes to leftness and rightness is we can recognize that leftness and rightness are designed to function together. Um, they're not designed to function separately. And when we're looking at the extremes, we're going to want to 
you know, the a very natural place of coming together is going to be those those two quadrants, the most left and the most right quadrants. In fact, the other two quadrants, the crossover variables, those are going to be going away. And we're just going to have the most left and the most right going into the new cycle. So that tells you, gives you an idea of genetically where we're moving and humans are interdependent species we don't survive alone it's never been survival of the fittest uh, survival of the adaptable right and so what we're what we're looking at is the left having the strategy the right having the resources and together they can thrive but without both there's going to be it's not it's just not it's not going to be as prosperous it's not going to be as streamlined and now this doesn't mean that it needs to be in relationship this is just overall you know if you're somebody that's left you need right people in your life if you're somebody that's right you need left people in your life uh, that's just a, a natural order of things uh, genetically whether we realize it or not i mean if you i mean and you know we can look at instances where there's friendships and relationships where there's more sameness in variable um, there's that's also something right there's also the the value and the quality to that and then there's the value and quality to where there's the the difference between the left and the right and how that works together right? in a binary i think that what's really beneficial is when each party knows its role. And for me, role is such an important, it's, it's an it's important terminology when it comes to human design, even though when we say role, we're a lot of times we're talking about profile and, you know, incarnation purpose, really, yeah, or we're, we're talking about profiling gates, but, you know, what's the role of somebody who's strategic in the relationship? What's the role of somebody who's receptive or somebody that's left or somebody that's right you know when, when you when you know your role in any relationship dynamic frankly and the other person knows their role in that relationship dynamic things run a lot smoother you know i look at well we have the same va i look at laura laura's strategic and laura knows what she's good at i know what she's good at i know what she can do i know what i'm not good at what i can't do and so that gets, you know, that gets delegated because there's things that she's going to blow out 20 times faster than I am. You know, it's about knowing your, your role. And it, if, if you know your role in a relationship and, you know, whether you're left or right and you, you take that role, you know, you take that up as opposed to trying to play an equality game, uh, then things can be more efficient. Things are going to run better. Uh, that's what I think when we're looking at binary architecture. I definitely have spent a lot of time thinking about what these roles are. It definitely used to be more challenging to think about when I was still integrating a lot of it. And I think one of the strongest understandings I came out of it with was strategic people need to be 
I hate this language, but I want to say put in their place. Strategic people need to be shown what their place is and how to be useful in it. Mm -hmm. And they need to know what belongs to them in their role and what is inappropriate to put on receptive people. I think if I could, if I could help other strategic people have an awareness on what is inappropriate to ask receptive people to do, I would be okay with that. Somebody needs to teach a class on how to do quality receptive polling. That's like a fucking advanced experience class that nobody is doing, but you'll probably have to do it at some point. Probably. And also, you won't teach people how to pull because it's strategic. You'll probably be with me and you'll be like, ouch, not that way. Stop that. <laughs> and I'll be like, hey, not that way. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're going to get what you, it's the quality of it. It's almost like an invitation. You know, the quality of the question is going to determine the quality of, of the answer. Just like the quality of the invitation is going to determine the quality of the delivery. Um, and then there's there's also the piece when somebody is right and they're correct there's things that you know somebody will ask me a question and i just look at them like they're stupid because the question is just it's it's just it's like why, why are you asking me this? there are stupid questions there's a lot of stupid questions <laughs> there's such thing as stupid questions and there's a lot of them and it's like you when you ask somebody who's right a question, you need to ask them a question that they're going to want to answer. Like we're not fucking vending machines. Like mm -hmm. if you ask me a question that I don't want to answer, like I don't care. And I'm going to look at you like you're stupid and I'm going to think you're stupid because you asked me a dumb question. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just the way that it is. Yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat it or, or, or act like, oh, well. Yeah, there's just nothing coming up for me. No, I'm probably going to look at you like you're stupid because you asked me a stupid question. And really, that's the only way that people are going to learn uh, how to work with people that are right is if they respect the rightness. Because when somebody's correct and they're right, they're, I mean, they're, you're not going to access anything here without respect and a good question and probably some value of some sort of exchange. You're not going to access anything. You're just not. There's no way you're going to get in. You know. It's, uh, like I said, it's not, it's not a vending machine. It's more like opening an account at a bank. How much work do you think is still to be done in this area educationally? I have probably 15 years. I know that it's like Ra didn't have enough time. He also wasn't right. I've got, you know, I'm two, two years in to developing it. So I probably, yeah, I would say probably maybe 15 years, maybe, I mean, it could be less, but I would say probably at least two genetic cycles. I would say probably 17 something like that two and a half genetic cycles worth there's still study that has to happen on the solar plexus and research that has to happen on the solar plexus after the mutation is completely done and then 
everybody that's in cross planning, see how those things function together. For all of the human design courses out there, especially ones offered by people who are not professionally trained, I don't think I've ever seen like a how to be a reader training from a normal person that even acknowledges variable. And I don't know how you can teach anybody to do anything without understanding how they work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just the fundamental basic understanding of, you know, one being receptive, one being strategic. And, you know, then there's the, you know, the, the P, it, you know, it all depends. Reading the body graph is reading the body graph. It's, if it's it can be an art form there are people that synthesize that will give a, a ray analysis they'll give an analysis and it's very well delivered and you know it's like poetry is very very well delivered uh, and then there's just the information reading you know, that's a that's different it's going to depend on what's correct for the person. I mean, whatever their authority leads them to, but it's, it's not going to get anybody to a place. You know, the reading really is for the not self. That's what a reading is for. Reading is for the not self. You give readings, you give analysis for the not self. Cause then, Oh, okay. This is me. This is what I am. And then you go from there and architecture is that's, that's for the true self because you can be in strategy and authority and your mind can still be driving you crazy. You can be correct in strategy and authority and your mind can still drive you nuts and your personality is still going to be at the wrong frequency. It's still going to be distorted. You're still not going to see the, through the right view. Your, your mind, you know, your brain system still going to be homogenized because you're not eating according to your determination. You're still not in your environment. So like, yeah, we say strategy and authority because that's the beginning, the middle and the end. But it's not that simple. I mean, it is, but it isn't, right? For the projector, it's just not that simple, period. The projector, it's just, it's not. You don't just get strategy and authority. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. The projectors that still want to be generators, they can just be like strategy and authority, like my generator friends, right? <laughs> uh, reflectors really have no rules. Uh, you know, they follow their moon, but they really have no rules. They're, they're here to do their thing. Uh, manifestors have rules but they don't need to know a bunch of design because that's not really what they're here to do unless it's correct for them they pretty much can just strategy and authority their way through things because the program takes care of the rest of their conditioning and and their manifesting capability and everything like that uh, you know generators all they need to do is respond uh, unless they're emotional but even then the response mechanism runs them through things if they're emotional they've got a different process but it's only really only the projector that has to go through the the variable that has to go through the variable process that has to go through radical transformation if you don't you're just it's like you're a subpar projector projector it's like <laughs> you know you're, you're the, you can only do so much um it's beneficial for everybody to know about their architecture but there's very there's not very many people that that can work on a deep level with with that. Uh, yeah, there's not there's not very many people that can, and those that can 
some have you know larger limitations than others in, in doing that. Somebody that's right is going to have the least amount of limitations because they'll have the most source material. Uh, you know, then there's there's also just the fundamental you have, you have to understand you know when I'm working with somebody that's left or you know when it comes to you remember how you used to focus and now you, how you focus now it's different my whole focus journey has been really fascinating because you're right you can you can be in strategy and authority and it doesn't mean that you like your mind it doesn't mean that your brain is working the way that feels good and that's been an evolution like i was in session with a projector this morning and i literally said like yeah you can use strategy and authority and it's to your benefit but there are a lot of other tools that projectors can use and i'm not saying that you know we're not speeding up that seven year cellular cycle or anything like that but you're at least I think going as fast as you can in what your awareness can give you. I can just be strategy and authority, but I know that there are other things that like put me in my success as a projector more effectively, like knowing my transference, spending one-to-one -one time with other projectors, staying out of not self penta, staying out of not self was taking in source material, like, if I do those things, things happen faster for me than if I just do strategy and authority. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's this... I see it a lot. I work with a lot of projectors, hundreds of projectors, right? I've worked with a lot of projectors. And projectors, we have the gift of being very intelligent. Because we have the gift of being very intelligent, we also think that we can loophole things think that we can hack things think that we can that the rules don't apply to us and we don't even necessarily intellectualize these things you know it, it's just it's there you know and, and and that's what we think human design doesn't work like that human design is mechanical and you know the sooner that somebody understands that it's mechanical the better off they are because mechanical means you do something something else happens you, know, you put your foot on the gas car speeds up you know it's 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 mechanical so yeah i mean for the projector if if you're not if you're a projector and you don't have a g to throat channel that's in the power column you know if you don't have one of those three channels groups are not for you they're really not they're really not for you and if you got hanging gates they're really not for you also because you're going to get locked in there and you can't do anything. And all of a sudden, all that recognition goes away. Me, I'm just finding groups. I'm actually designed to organize very large groups. And there's nothing that can hook me. I don't have anything hanging from my G-Center. I've got my two channels. So I can move in and out of groups very, very easily. I don't get, I'm not going to get locked in and I can organize the groups. I can guide the groups. If I have the 15 people about three to 15 people it's not a problem for me but there's not a lot of projectors that it's like that for you know there's it's only it's only really g to throw projectors and even then i know g to throw projectors that'll have like a hanging second gate and then they they're in a penta they get locked into with a 14th gate and like they're locked in they are locked into a vortex and even though they're you know even though they're an alpha projector 
they're still locked in, you know? So even, even people that are very powerful in Penta activations, like we're not group beings. And if you don't have definition there, it's not about gates. Pentas don't care about gates. If you don't have definition there, the moment that you go into a group, nobody recognizes you. They don't give a fuck about you. doesn't matter if the, you know, you're really close to one of them, you know, and you do things with them, you know, one-to-one, you go places with them or whatever, they're your friend. The moment that you're with their family or with their friends, your recognition is gone. And that's where, and, and you're getting homogenized, you're getting conditioned. Uh, deeply, deeply, deeply conditioned, especially if your G's undefined, then you're really getting conditioned. So yeah, just staying out of conditioning fields and people, you know, they hear that and they're like, oh, well, what am I, am I supposed to not be social? Well, no, you're supposed to be a projector. <laughs> you're supposed to understand that you're not for groups even me with all my fixedness and you know my isolation of of my g-center and my solar plexus uh i'm still not going to be in groups (laughs) just not going to do it certain new projector things where like i don't even know how to reply when they ask or say certain things like what do you mean sleep alone? I love cuddling with my four kids and my generator husband in bed. This is, this is my whatever. And I'm just like, (laughs) I don't mean to be condescending, but you keep doing you and see how successful that works out for you. Yeah. That, you know, that's, that's the thing for, that's the thing for projectors is it's like, if, if what you're doing worked, would you be here? Would you, yeah, would you, would you be here, you know? And you know, it's, that's, that's the thing for me is it's like, okay, so you're, you're a projector. You know what I mean? You want to live life as a projector. Okay. Well, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Cause just gorging human design information is not going to do it. It's not, it's not going to do it. There's not enough of a bridge there. That's not even how we learn human design. The idea that we learn human design through information is kind of funny because it's not the way it works. It takes interaction. It takes conditioning. Sometimes it it takes a lot. Of, a lot of times, at, at the deepest level, it does take a fourth color being like me. It does take somebody that's fourth color to transcend knowledge. But there's also the experience conditioning of being in aura with somebody. There's also, I mean, if you want to decondition, you've got to be in aura with somebody that has the healthy definition. Uh, there's you know it's a, it's a very active process especially when you're an aura eater and that's what projectors are we're aura eaters if you if you wouldn't eat somebody don't be around them if you don't want them to be in your cells for seven years don't be around them uh, all of these things are are crucial for what we are and it's difficult it's not easy you know this is this process is not easy being waking up in the maya is not easy and it's also not necessarily enlightening in the way that people like to think of enlightenment because the Maya is mundane. It's difficult. It's a difficult process, but it's like, what do you want? Do you want to be better the rest of your life? Or do you want success? So it's like, yeah, I get that you love sleeping with your kids and, and your partner and all of that, but how bitter are you? How exhausted are you? And how much of that you love doing that is just because you're lost in a penta and you don't even know what you want or what's good for you because everything just got hijacked. The moment that you're in a group with two other people, you don't even know what you need or what you want. And if you're not not emotional, then well, good luck because if you're not emotional, your, your authority is probably overridden. 
So they don't know what they want and they don't know what they need. And I, I noticed that like when I, when I feel good as a projector now, like it's a, it's a level of, of good that I, I never had before. There was no ability to quantify what this was or what I was going for. So you take someone who hasn't experienced how good it can be and you tell them to do something and all they're really feeling is the loss of how reasonably good their mediocre normalcy is and they think they have to give that up. Mm-hmm. And if I could tell all projectors have a want to be lonely. Like, pursue loneliness. If you're will, I fucking hate using my willing because I'm not trying to use my ego language. But if you can get okay in your brain, in your mind, whatever, about being lonely, the irony is that you're actually not really going to be lonely. If you could just be fucking okay with it for a second so that you can clear off the stuff that's insufficient... And in the willingness to be lonely, you immediately pull in something that makes you feel less lonely than you have your entire life. It's like the... I felt that. Like the willingness to push everything away, the willingness to let it all go. There's my spleen, there's my ego. My willingness to be like, bye. In that, it was like, guess what? It's actually not that lonely. Guess what? There's actually real fucking communion over here. Guess what? Once you have real communion, you'll realize how lonely you've been your whole life anyway. And those things can only happen through doing something. Like, you know, you're... It doesn't doesn't happen without being radical. I mean, you know, I'm radical. I've been radical since you met me, right? Um, it's attractive to me. I'm not really interested in like soft transformation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work that way anyways. But, you know, what it's like what what's the difference for you when you're interacting with people who are radical, like other projectors that are radical, whether it's me or somebody else that locks you in, right? Because that's the way we work. We're aura eaters. We absorb the people that are around us. Mm. Other than you, I don't have anybody in my personal life who is more radical than me. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm very radical. <laughs> However, I see the benefit of being the most radical in my life. And one of those like direct examples is I finally got self-projected projector neighbor away from her family. One-to-one projector vacation to Sparkling Hill. We were always out of aura. Everyone in the pool went to the other side. Everyone in the restaurant was on the other side. Like, it was beautiful. We were always in our own space. And I knew that one of the great things that was happening would come much later down the road when she was able to integrate the experience of what it was to be treated like a projector properly for two days. I need my local bestie to feel that. I need her to know 
I need her to taste how how good it can be so that I have her and she's a pure individual as well. So I I want her and she's she's very tenacious. And when she's tenacious for her, she's tenacious it's a it's benefit to both of us. When we're both that way, it's a benefit to both of us. I need that I mean I need a, a local co-pilot, you know, I need my one-to-one -one projector bestie and I need her to be as much of a projector as she can be if she's going to be the person I spend the most time with. The only way it works. That is the only, that's the only way it works. And, you know, we, there's, there's so much, you know, source material is so seductive and we're always a five one. So it's, so it's seductive. So it starts with the, you know, any relationship can work. It starts with the, oh yeah, this this can work, because yeah, it, it can it can work, you know. But it's like, to what to what degree, you know? It's like, can you have can you have your friends and your not self life? Yeah, you can. If you're around them a majority of the time, are you gonna stay your true self? No, you're fucking not. It's not gonna happen. Not not it's not gonna happen. You could think it's happening, but it's not. You're getting distracted. You're transferring all those things. You have to have a majority. And it's just it's, it's not a hard concept you have to have a majority of your time in aura with people that you take in the most i'm not talking about work i'm talking about the people that you take in the most deeply which are your personal relationships that has to be offset you know, the majority of the people that are in your life especially for the projector but for anybody when the people in your life are in strategy and authority you're gonna have better results and you know, people are like oh well you know how many people is that yeah no i get it i get it it's like when i talk to clients and you know they're they're you know post sad in return and they're single and you know and they they want communion with somebody and and it's like nobody's local well welcome to human design that's just the way that things are it's the way that things are and we're you know you got to have it, the internet just to play this game right so because you have to have the internet just to play this game you have the privilege of knowing of, 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 of knowing people that you know they're going to live in different places and there's not very many of us overall there's really really not in the grand scope of things so yeah you're not going to find a you know it's, it's very rare that you're going to have local friends you might you know, you might, but it's just still very rare. You know, like I, I have my brother, I have, uh, I do have some local friends that I grew up with uh, that are projectors. Uh, my brother is the only, the only man that is relatively close to me that's in design. Uh, but it's not going to be plentiful. And that's just something to accept. And if you can accept that, and accept that, you know, maybe there's going to be beings that you're going to have to travel and see. They're going to have to travel and see you. You can accept that and things can, can change because we all have geometry. And this isn't to say that everybody's going to travel or, you know, anything like that. But if, if we don't accept the way that this is the way that this Maya works and the mechanics of it, and we, we, we go against it, eh, it's just resistance. You know, that's that's the whole thing. That's what resistance is. It's when you're going against the way that things work. 
because in this game, there are mechanics to the Maya of how it works. That's what strategy and authority is. It's playing the game right. And having the right people in your life is playing the game right. You know, and of course, that has to do with your authority. You can totally be in your authority uh, and you know, have friendships or you know, relationships of any dynamic that the other person's not in design. Totally can. Uh, the deeper you get into your process, the more that kind of starts to change naturally. Uh, because your, your body... You know, the form that's 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 who's actually in charge we're not actually in charge of our lives we think we are but if you're correct you're you're not in charge of your life at all you're but your your authority is in charge of your life it's running your life and your authority wants you to be around the people that are healthiest for you i mean think about it your personality doesn't your mind doesn't you know your your mind thinks that it knows and your personality might not necessarily you know, at a personality level you 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 also don't really know, you know, I'm a two, four. I don't even know that. I, I don't even know that I, that, that I need relationships in my life. I don't even know that, that I, you know, that I need the other as a two, four. Uh, my body knows that though. <laughs> my body is very aware of that. Right. And so as decondition, you the vehicle starts to do what it's there to do, which is drive, actually be the driver. And the movement things become more selective because your, your body's not going to want to put you in certain situations. And when you're in your authority, you just are not going to go into certain situations, period. Uh, you know, I look at it like with me, with the airport, you know, what I learned from the airport was that my body won't even move me to the airport early because then I'm just in conditioning fields longer. So I wait and wait and wait and wait and wait until my body moves me. And then I end up at the gate, like right when boarding happens. And I learned that over time. Then I was like, holy shit, my body won't, will not allow me to be in conditioning fields for longer than I need to be. You know, and I'm somebody that can be in conditioning fields that can move through, you know, that can move through pentas and, and, and laws. So relationships of any kind fundamentally really do change as you're in your process. But the only way that it changes is by making the decision to hardline what it is to be you. To hardline your strategy and authority, to hardline your boundaries, to hardline, you know, what's acceptable for you, to hardline uh, as a projector, your attention, where you put your attention. You know, that's the way that things change. And until you you sit in your own awareness and you sit with you sit with that and you take those actions, then nothing can change. It can't. It just can't. You're right. You're right about the hardlining thing. And I've been experimenting with this a little bit more intentionally. And anything that feels like an iffy no to me is getting a no. So if I feel like there is any sense of, yeah, because it's not coming from my spleen. My spleen will say no, and then I will be like, yeah. And so to curb that from happening, if I get the slightest not loving it, I'm not doing it. And in that, 
I noticed things change really quickly, like a very aggressive. Recently. Yes, recently, because I know how to play the projector game. I want people to know that I know how to play the projector game. And I want people to know that I am stupid enough to mess it up on purpose. <laughs> That's what it is to be my yeah. design, unfortunately. I don't love this, but I'm here for the ride. I hope it gets a little bit easier as I integrate things that can't be done and stop trying to do them. But I know what the rules are. I know how quickly I can dismantle all of my success by being my not self. And I know how to rein it in. I'll be honest, I think my ego is a benefit here because when it time comes time to like cold turkey quit being bad me, it's not that hard because I know it's worth it on the other side. I know how great the reward is about to be. And I've tested my own pattern in this enough times. But I have, you know, it's not just strategy and authority for me. I have projector principles that I play with and I know that they change things. And I'm able to see like big shifts in what is coming for me in about three days when I'm really aggressive about what it is to be myself. Mm -hmm. I don't think that these are rules anybody else can hear. I don't think someone else can, you know, hear 36 hours to tear their life apart or a week to put it back together. But there is something to be said for being radical, hardlining the things. Like, what do I, what do I have to lose, right? I know how to get my success back. I'm always pretty relieved when I'm able to do it. So funny, third line shame. Because I'm definitely past the point of being like, Sam, you're an idiot. I mean, I'm a little bit like, Sam, you're an idiot. But not into like, ah, I'm an idiot. Like, I'm not just going to be like, woe is me. Like, I know what action to take. And I'm action sense, it's appropriate. But I know what action to take to, to change things. And I'm, I don't, I'm not. I want my momentum back. feel like a rush of thousands of things to say and I'm not letting any of it come out because none of it is perfect okay let's uh... <laughs> I know people are looking for the tea I know. And I'm like, I know. What's tea? <laughs> what, what? Well, I mean, there's tea. But like, what do I want to serve them? You know, how much do I want to pour right. out? And let's, you're a lot more private than I am. Let's, we could do a, we could <laughs> talk about my own projection field. You have to deal with a lot of shit that you shouldn't have to deal with. You have a you have a newer projection. <laughs> I mean, I think it's newer. Nobody said anything to me about it, although I might be one of the people they'd want to talk to about it. Uh, 
how weird it is to be single and not in a relationship and have people in 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 my fucking business i hear you're quite the ladies man as if if it's not 2023 and i mean you go through a nine-centered breakup it's not like you're a fucking widower after it i'm not dead (laughs) god you know it's, it's like I just don't know why so many people are concerned with anything in my life that doesn't have to do with human design. Why would anybody be? You have hilarious projections about women on you. You really do. Well, I'm handsome. (laughs) That's all it is. (laughs) I'm handsome. I'm brilliant. I'm successful. So yeah. I mean, it's just, it's humble. <laughs> not self not self second lines are humble yeah I'll, I'll need you to be humble <laughs> definitely no, don't stay humble no no <laughs> stay stay humble is some hater shit uh, only haters say stay humble what fuck would I why would, would I make myself small because that's what you think I should do fuck you <laughs> Yeah, I'm also never ever telling a black man to be humble. Yeah, there's also that. There's also the oh yeah, everybody wants to control what I say. Everybody wants to control my behavior. People want to control what you say, what you do, where you are, and apparently what you do with your nether regions. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of fucking weird. It's kind of like some some uh i mean it's anti-blackness and it's it's, you know some emasculating tendencies mixed with anti-blackness like that's fucking weird like you're a fucking weirdo if you're in human design and and you have that type of personality distortion you're fucking weird and i would be your rave psychologist but if you're fucked up at that level, I'll refer you to somebody else because I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> like if you're that distorted in your personality, you, you need to do some work. Well, like I got some perspectives on some of this conversation. We, we haven't really, we haven't really gone into you're oblivious when people are attracted to you. I experienced that as your partner, that I was very aware of other women who were attracted to you and you were not aware of it. So yeah, I have one, no idea. you're oblivious. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of things here. You're oblivious when people are hitting on you, but I have noticed that people who are attracted to you also make really big problems for you. And so there's an interesting thing that I'm like, stand back observing a little bit. And there's a thing that makes me very uncomfortable when the people who are criticizing you, I know are also people who are attracted to you, but it's not just attracted to you. Like I watch a a kind of gross attraction come out from, from people that is definitely more possessive about you, but it's 
fetish. I, I don't know the fed fetish side. <laughs> I'm like shh, but mm -hmm. I don't know the word fetishized. Whatever people turn you into a fucking fetish. There's a want to control you and also claim you. Mm -hmm. And that's super gross to me. I don't know if even you will see what I'm seeing here. I think I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. But it's the... I mean, there's there's that piece, which is that's fucking weird too. But just uh, the overall, you know, if I if I wasn't me, you know, it would be different circumstances. Um, but I am me, and so the the circumstances are what they are. If if you. If you look at the projections, depending on which one it is, there's almost always an undertone that is either that either has to do with the amount of melanin in my skin or that I'm a man. There's almost always an undertone that has to do with one of those, if not both those aspects of me and you know that's just weird it's just fucking weird in human design like there's i don't i don't think oh you know x amount of my clients are are male and x amount of my clients are female i don't or oh this is their ethnic i don't i see people at a personality level this is this is a science you know, so it's it's really weird to me when, you know, and of course I hear it because I'm a fourth line. Fuck. I'm a fourth line. So, of course, I hear I hear the T. It's really weird to me that somebody that's involved in something that is purely about awareness, because human design is purely about awareness. It's about unlocking path under consciousness. It's about unlocking true awareness. To be involved in human design and be so distorted in the way that you view people you know it's like if you guys you have a, you have problems with men because of your past you keep that shit over there don't watch don't watch me <laughs> because why would you watch me you got you've got man problems go sort that shit out you know you you, you you've got you've got prejudice problems go sort that shit out it doesn't have anything to do with me you got problems with uh, you have sex problems, go sort that shit out. Doesn't have anything to do with me. You know, uh, it's so hard for me to, to wrap my head around. Cause I don't even think, to... <laughs> I mean, granted, if I was a six, I'd be watching people. I'm not a six, you know, but I don't, it's almost like people have a part-time job watching me and talking about me. I just, it, it blows my mind. As you talked, 
I remembered more things. I got really angry. I'm pretty pissed off right now, actually, because what I have seen... When it gets brought to my... Not even awareness, because it's not a real awareness. When someone pretends to bring something to me that is trying to paint you in a negative light in your interactions with women. Not only have I never once witnessed this from you, I've never once witnessed you be inappropriate or, or anything like that. The fact that my opinion on this was never asked for, and I would definitely be the most experienced person anybody could talk to in terms of what it's like to be in relationship with you. So the fact that I'm completely overlooked in terms of my valid opinion definitely does not speak to anybody else's credibility. And on top of that, I've had disgusting DMs from other women that are sexually hitting on you while you're my partner. Yes, you have. I have had women be disgusting towards you in conversation with me. Like they completely, I don't, can't say the fetish word, fetish side, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they turn you into a fucking fantasy that they want to play out a certain way for them. And when it doesn't happen, they say a bunch of trifling shit that's not true. It pissed me off a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't have fucking dated you if I had concerns about you being. <laughs> where's the, I where's... Have the whole professional relationship reputation built on this? Like. Where, where's the, it just, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense because I don't. You got a lot of bitter bitches that didn't get access to something. I'm sorry. That's all I'm getting out of this, right? Yeah, now. I'm probably. coming out a little bit hotter right because now. Because there's there's a well, there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Other than you know, there's the, I know that there are two people that that did try to have me banned from the Santa Fe conference, and I know that those two people did try and contact uh, women that knew me and tried to dig and tried to find something uh, which is also just really weird I mean and it's also really weird when you're somebody that teaches at that conference and you're doing that to ban somebody else I mean that's fucking weird that's a really weird projection I mean I I wonder what he's got going on in his own his own life to to want to do that I mean, I do know what he's got going on in his own life. Uh, I'm going I'm to table that for now. But <laughs> definitely some people want to put their things on me that have absolutely nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. Uh, I fought in a women's revolution. People are so funny about what they think is going to like... Knock me off? <laughs> yeah, or be important to other people like I'm i know pretty my, sure my I clients know. just get mad you know they they are they're, they're like what 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like if you the it just it just adds more fuel. I mean, in a positive way. Like that's that's the the irony of it is that anytime that somebody tries to knock me, anytime that somebody tries to take me down, anytime that somebody attacks me, they just add fuel to the fire. It's so interesting to see how some of these background relationships exist because anybody trying to paint a negative picture of you in terms of your dynamic with women, they're not people who are experienced with you. I don't know where the credibility close enough to even comes yeah. from. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm, I know the other party. <laughs> I don't I want to respect your privacy on this, but like, I have no problem having a conversation with other people you're having a conversation with. Like, there's nine centered respect involved in I respect whatever I don't know how to say these things because I'm like we know but I mean at the end of the day that's what's funny about it is that you is that everybody is in their own authority if you're living this you're in your own authority and so if you're living this and you're in your own authority and you're in any sort of relationship with anybody in any sort of relationship dynamic it's about your authority it's about their authority and that's a wrap it's not about fucking anybody else's what they think things should be like, or, I mean, and if, if you're somebody that's looking at somebody else's relationship and thinking that, it, or their relationships and thinking of how they should be, you're probably not in your authority because you're concerned about shit that has nothing to do with you. You should probably check in with your authority. <laughs> like, it's just not, I mean, everybody can have, you know, their opinions, their judgments about what somebody else does. But if, if you're, if you're involved enough to tr like, I just don't even think about it. I just don't even think of, I mean, part of this is my individuality. Part of this is my barrier and being a two, four, but I, for me, it's, it's absurd to think that, you know, somebody that you haven't been in a relationship with like that you haven't you know like if you, if you haven't had intimacy with somebody like you haven't had intimacy with somebody not necessarily sexual but you haven't had like intimacy with somebody physical intimacy with somebody what do you know other than what you think and if they have a two or a five personality you don't fucking have any idea all you have is a projection and that's a fact But warranted for you to be for you to be angry about it because it is bullshit. I mean, how long was I? You know, two years. But we got involved for women for two years. We were involved for two years, right? And I was not with anybody else. Well, I'm like my math is fucky. Like it could have been two years before we met. It was a year before. So it was a. So so it's been it's been almost three years i mean i haven't been in design much longer than knowing you yeah it's been almost three years 
and so and I and and we exited the relationship in April. So I've been so I've been single for five months. <laughs> right. Been single for five months. And people are funny. I was like, what's he gonna say? What's he not gonna say? <laughs> well, that's the things we're talking about it on a podcast, but I I I already know. <laughs> you know. I always know more than I let on. When it comes to when it comes the, to me. Que the question that God asked, like, is there love or not post breakup? Like we don't have to answer that question. You watched us talk to each other. Do we seem like we don't have any love for each other? Also, that's just not the way a nine-centered being works because love works without conditions. So, I have a much harder time with that than you do. You're much better at the love thing than I am. Yeah, it's the individuality that makes it easy easier. I like give my love begrudgingly. Like, fuck, fine, take it. <laughs> You're like, it's here. You can have it forever. And I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm learning too, but I don't believe you. Wow. There's only one me. Uh, it's understandable. Yes, we still love each other. Yes, we still get along. Yes, we still talk to each other. Yes, you're still empowering. Yes, I'm still supportive. Yeah. the fixation on, on 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 my romantic life is just the weirdest thing for me i mean i do get it i am handsome <clears throat> and i am brilliant and I, and I am successful i get that part but like <laughs> abundance is hampered by gossip the more the more somebody gossips, the less abundant they are in their life. That's the way it works. Uh, fourth lines, we have our thing, we have our tea, but fourth line tea is actually not gossip. People don't understand that. Because fourth line tea is about the truth. Fourth line tea is what is actually going on. It's an, it's 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 like an intelligence network. What's actually going on? It's not about what people think is going on. It's about what's actually going on. And it's a misconception that some fourth lines have, but majority, you know, of, of people that aren't fourth lines or 10.4s uh, might have. The whole thing is just, is so weird for me. And, you know, over two years into my career, it's like, eh, it's about time I'm going to say some shit about it, right? It's like, <laughs> I've waited long enough. I've waited two years to, you know, to say something. And the thing is, is that it doesn't, it doesn't knock me off my path. It doesn't fuck with me. It's like, it's like a rock in my shoe. It's like at, at max, it's like a rock in my shoe. It starts to get annoying. Um, and I don't think that people understand that I used to work in anti-terror. I used to work I was in the business of hunting terrorists. 
I was in the business of intelligence. I was in the business of information. I'm going to know. If, if, you, if you come for me socially, if you come for me in any fashion, I'm going to know. If you try to assassinate my character, if you, no matter what you do that tries to harm me, I'm going to know before you want me to know. And I'm going to know more than you think that I know. Because I used to deal with people that are much more insidious and much more intelligent at hurting people. So it's best to either just completely avoid me, you know, don't watch me, don't, you know, if you have tendencies that are narcissistic and Machiavellian, then just avoid me entirely because I'm going to know. And it's really annoying when civilians, <laughs> civilians, when, when, when civilians, exert you know when, when they, they express this type of narcissistic behavior towards me it's just, it's, it's annoying because i i know that people don't when people behave this way it's not something they want people to know you don't want people to know that that you that you you you, <laughs> you don't want people to know that you're you envy somebody you don't want people to know that you feel professionally threatened by somebody or you know, that you're so afraid of confrontation and truth in a professional setting that you try to ban somebody from a conference like <laughs> you don't want people to know that right and me being who I am it's like eh, probably you know I I'm a pure individual I can face the world alone if I have to I'm born for it I'm built for it but the thing is, is that I don't have to, and I'm not going to. So because I could, and I don't have to, what does that tell? I mean, if you put two and two together, that means probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. And I'm patient. You know, I have Sith patience. I wait a thousand years for... <laughs> for my my fourth line social strike on <laughs> somebody that tries to hurt my career tries to assassinate my character because that's that's the thing that people need to understand is that these when 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 you try to assassinate somebody's character when you try to hurt them socially when you try to hurt their career that is that's violent you're trying to affect somebody emotionally and psychologically. Now, me, you're going to have to do a lot to affect me on that level. You know, you have to do a lot more. Uh, but these things can't be dismissed as little because that's the, that's the gravity of it, right? Like, if you think about it, trying to hurt somebody emotionally trying to hurt somebody mentally trying to hurt somebody's career trying to assassinate somebody's character and their reputation right i see it so, as theft it's advanced theft yeah those those are things that just they're not okay and so to do it under the, the guise of uh rumors or to do it under the guise of gossip or to do it under the you know the or to just do it because you, you're envious like you you don't get to 
you don't get a you don't get to get a free pass on that. Not really. I mean, nobody gets away with anything in the Maya. That's the funny thing is that no matter what, you're never going to, you, you put something out in terms of energy, you're going to get that right back. You know. I have a really hard time with a lot of the projections on you just because they're they're not even close to my experience of you. It's weird. It's like people think you're scary. And I'm certainly not saying that you're not. People, it's like they put it on you like a People try to make you sound like, like I'm walking past a yard with a chained up dog. Which is some serious covert racism. <laughs> it's super fucked up. Because, super like, racist. It's super racist. You, you are very, like, gentle and tender and affectionate and sweet and cute and yeah you have the ability to be the thing you need to be if you need to be the thingy but it's not like a standard operating place well yeah that's that's what people people don't uh they don't understand about being at the level that operating at the level that I can operate at. When you operate at the level that I can operate at, you're operating at a level that hundreds of thousands of service members do not operate at. I operate at a level that your cousin or brother or uncle that's in the military doesn't operate at. If they weren't on an SF team, we do not operate at the same level. They do not have the same abilities. They do not have the same skills. They do not have the same gifts to even get on the same field as me. I had operated a machine gun that had a trigger pull that's about the equivalent to what it takes to pull a shoelace. Now you go that in a high pressure situation, a situation where people are trying to kill you. You've got 800 rounds. Let's say I got, I've got 800 rounds or a thousand rounds and it's 800 rounds a minute. Oh, if you're not disciplined, if you can't hold your nerve, if you can't control that trigger finger, you don't have any ammunition left. Whole team's dead. You're dead. Yeah, that'd so, be me. I'm so shaky. I'd be like. So, <laughs> so the idea of uh, the idea that, uh, you know, I have more restraint than anybody in human design. Restraint? I have more discipline than anybody in human design. You have more restraint period. Yeah. You throw us in a survival situation. I'm going to survive. Do you throw us in a conflict situation? I'm going to handle it in the best way. I operate at a level that is so high that people in, in, in the human design world can't comprehend or understand. They can't even begin to comprehend or understand what it is to go through these experiences where grown men piss themselves. I operate at a level 
in which one wrong move, one wrong action, one wrong reaction, and everybody that you're closest to is dead, including you. Because I've been in very real situations that this you don't you you don't get to see what this shit looks like in the movies, <laughs> you know. So, am I dangerous? Are you a terrorist? Because if you're a civilian, you're a civilian to me. If you're a terrorist, then yeah, I'm very, very, very dangerous. I'm very dangerous. So, you know, it's it's just interesting because other than that, why would I be called dangerous? Well, yeah, like this is this is a this is a wild joke. Like I feel like it's not just like I feel safe with you. Like with you is as safe as I get. So I'll never buy an opposite story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it just it's you know, there's that. It's also just immensely offensive when I, I went to war for women. Not that they needed me. I'm not a fucking hero. But I literally went to war. Principles. Yeah, for my principles because of a very, very real patriarchal oppression. I mean, when women are being held captive and all the things that go with that, I mean, that's that's real oppression, right? And I went to war for that. So it's 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 quite offensive to paint me as anything that is not protective of it gets people talking about you for the entirely wrong reasons if anybody has your name in their mouth it should probably because they learned something from you otherwise they should probably close those throats probably watch those those motors to the throats or those undefined throat centers probably or if nobody invited it yeah or those those ash into throat <laughs> all right that was that was that was some good good smoke to clear <laughs> i've been waiting a few years for that we talked about doing a podcast episode many times since the last one i guess this was the thing that had to be talked about but these were the things it's so funny it's not a normal podcast no thanks for having sam on here's where you can find her (laughs) you you know me you're here because you know me and you likely know a lot about me already (laughs) yeah I think enough is enough. I think it's a good place. Let's yeah. go something else. We good. We love each other. Yes, we do. That's it. <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed that. Bye for now.